Entrepreneur Circle is an on-air brands production and a proud member of the On-Air Brands Network. Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and you're listening to Entrepreneur Circle with Eric Cabral. On this episode... If you were to start a daily podcast for nothing else other than to become mentored by some of the greatest minds out there, it's a huge win. There's so many other benefits to that. The networking that you'll do, um, the relationships that you'll build. Sure, you serve an audience and you'll grow an audience as a result of that. Um, my life completely changed when when we moved our podcast to a daily podcast back in May of last year. It actually was, wasn't daily until maybe around July, August timeframe. Um, but we started doing, we are doing as many as like 15 interviews a week up until I'd say around November. And man, our business really fast forwarded then. Hey there, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Circle podcast, where we inspire you by talking to entrepreneurs and business owners about mindset, goals, vision, tips and strategies on how to crush life and business. I am your host, Eric Cabral, real estate investor and a creative. I've been in the creative industry for over 20 years, got my start in New York City as a junior art director and made my way up the corporate ladder to become the creative director at the number one pharma company in the world. That was until I decided to hang up my corporate hat and start my own creative agency called On Air Brands, where we broadcast your brand and your message using social media and live stream events. Hit us up at info at onairbrands.com to learn more. Also, like, subscribe, and share this podcast on social. We greatly appreciate you for it. And also, don't hesitate to send us any feedback that you may have because we always love, love, love hearing from you. Before we jump into the show, I'd like to share what some of our sponsors, partners, and friends of the show have to offer you. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur's Circle. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening and subscribing. Please do all of the good stuff, as mentioned, sharing, liking, and uh, letting your friends know that we're here and we're here to help. And who better to help us than my guest, my guest of honor, who I've gotten to know over the past few months, several months, where we've been talking back and forth on on marketing, which I believe he is a master of marketing, a Jedi master when it comes to <laughs> these things. Yeah, we'll uh, see about that. But yes, but <laughs> welcome to the show, Josh Elledge. How are you? 
Eric, thanks so much for having me. It's great. It's great. So folks, quick primer on Josh and what I know and love about him is he's the founder of Up My Influence. And like I said, he is a master of marketing, really. I'm learning a ton from him, watching him and being inspired by what he's doing. He uses tactics that and tools that like aren't commonly used or leveraged by most people like online education and webinars the way you use email is so effective and engaging like who, who thought that you could take this archaic form of communication and turn it into something cool that grabs people. Hopefully we get to dive into that and talk a little bit yeah. about how you do that. Um, but yeah, your content is stellar, your educational content, your methods are super effective. And I just want to get the audience uh, to know and love you the way I do. So let's do it, brother. Um, I'm super excited for the show. I feel like though, you've kind of given me the kiss of death here <laughs> as a guest. Like, listen, this guy is the funniest funniest guy you've ever met okay josh say something <laughs> funny yeah no so now i'm expected pressure. to be brilliant you just be yourself <laughs> and man. i think there's like there's nowhere from down at this point <laughs> no pressure no, but down no at pressure this point to, yeah to, to make sure that i can live up to that kind of an intro but dude that's very kind of you awesome. to say very no, very it's, kind it's of all true say. it comes from the heart because you and i you were holding court it's funny um i did i tell you this at when we when we met physically in the flesh at uh pod but not podcast movement, uh, podcast, podcast. Yeah. right before all the madness happened. Um, there, I was sick, dude. I think I actually had COVID. So I hope I didn't give it to you. I think I had it. Um, I was sick. I just talked to somebody yesterday and he's like, you know, he went in for a routine test and they're like, Hey, do you want the antibody test? He's like, okay. And they gave him the antibody test. And he's like, apparently I had COVID back in December or something yeah. like I had no idea. I bet a ton so of us. It's yeah. interesting. It's just, I'm, I may have had like, and I'm one of those, like I have really great immunity system. We'll see. Yeah. Right? I, I, you know, eventually I'll get that antibody test, but my wife and I are like, yeah, you know, we kind of were sick during, you know, that time it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I never get sick, especially with the flu. And I had the flu while we were in uh, Florida and, um, and, I, I wasn't up for going to this networking event. There was a specific networking event and I heard, oh, oh, you were the only one in the app that dinged the community saying, hey, who's showing up to this? And I was like, oh shit, Josh is showing up. I need to go talk to him. I need to meet him in person because we had been talking prior. So you were really the only reason I went to that. So it's funny. It was like, it was like prom night. I see you from across the room. My, my, my business partner taps on my shoulder. He goes, Josh is over there. So I go, I beeline right to you. You're talking to one guy. I thought maybe you were business partners, but apparently you weren't because he was getting you drinks. You're like the, 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 the cute chick at the prom that everybody was trying to buy. So then like, I went right to you. Cue, cue the music. Cue, uh, uh, I feel like something out of a John Hughes movie exactly, or something yeah. like that. I'm Isn't Jack pretty in pink? <laughs> But I seriously, I, I found you, we connected, we started talking and, and having drinks and, and you were sort of holding court. There was maybe two or three of people that started gravitating and you were just dropping knowledge on us and like, do this and this, and this will work. And this is effective for us. And, but no, it was really cool. So you, you have such a giving heart and I want to, I want to, I want to share that with the people. Um, so yeah, let us, let, I'm going to ask, I'm going to start everything with one question so that we can get the ball rolling and uh, we get to know you a little bit. Um, what was the very first thing you remember selling? Uh, yeah, candy, uh, in, uh, well, let's see. So, uh, let's see. So there was candy in middle school and I actually got called to the principal's office for that. Um, 
So what I would do is I'd go to the convenience store, uh, you know, buy candy for like, you know, a dime, 25 cents, you know, whatever it was, just cheap stuff. And I'd turn around and I'd sell it for like 50 cents. So I'd make a, you know, double my ROI on that. Well, apparently the principal got wind of that. And so he called me into the principal's office and I walk in there and he's apparently they had raided my locker. And he had the bag of candy sitting on his desk when I walk in. He's like, you can't do that here. You're taking advantage of, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's a, I don't, I'm like, even back then, I'm like, you know, I was kind of, you know, a little bit of a free market capitalist. And uh, like, I didn't get that. And I'm like, but okay, you know, we're in your world, Mr. Prentice. Uh, and so then I remember we had this eighth grade, it was getting toward the end of eighth grade, and they had this high school orientation night. And uh, so they said, all right, who has questions after they went through their big, you know, dog and pony show, and I raised my hand and I'm like, yeah, can I sell candy bars or can I sell candy? Uh, you know, uh, and, and I remember the uh, one of the guidance counselors, whatever said, yeah, we don't have a problem with that. And I'm like, sweet, I'm gonna love high school. I don't think I really ever did it. I'd moved on to some other businesses mowing lawns and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, I remember it's kind of in my blood. And you know, and Eric, I think it goes back to, and I think a lot of us, right? It's if you go back to look at your, you know, your kind of your family history, genealogy, like my dad is a business owner, my grandma's a business owner, owns a health food store in North and Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Um, my great great grandpa owned a, um, like a, a convenient, not, not a convenience store, like a little five and dime type store. My great 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 granddaddy, listen to this name. Amos Elledge, that's an old-timey name. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, he he was a proprietor, and he sold blocks of ice. That was his business. Now, checking, you know, with the, you know, the, the, every decade, there's the census records. He only did it one time. There was only one census record. He went back to, I don't think it worked out because, you know, the, the, the next census, he was back in the steel mill or something like that. Um, so either there was a bigger opportunity, but I just thought that was so cool. You know, when I just saw uh, that, 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 that was just kind of this part of this family history and, you know, and I've worked at corporate America, I'm not very good at it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a horrible employee. I just, I obsess over losing my job and blah, 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 blah. So, and I think a lot of that comes from that kind of that Ayn Rand philosophy of, you know, I'm just going to roll up my sleeves and I don't need anybody to bail me out. If, if I'm going to be successful, I'm going to be 100% responsible. And that's carried me through a lot of failure. Like I've been, I've been through personal bankruptcy, lost a home to foreclosure, lost another home in a short sale, had to live with my in-laws for a year, almost a year, um, you know, when I'm a, a dad of two and husband. And, you know, I've been through all that. It sucks, uh, but I'm grateful for it because I think it's given me a lot more grit and resiliency that I needed so that I could go on and create that, you know, my savings usual, my other company, we did over $6 million in revenue. So really, really valuable. I love all that. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a great story, man. I I didn't realize you you had all the, all those challenges, you know, and it definitely gives you the experience and the grit, like you said, to to persevere. Uh, what I'm curious, what was the aha moment? Because like you, I was in corporate America. I was in it for a long time, for over 20 years. So I'm curious, what was the aha moment when you were like, this is not me. It's not part of my DNA, and I need to get out of here. 
Yeah, well, it was a moment of clarity. And that's when my daughter, Olivia, who was two years old at the time, was in a hallway closet. And I was rush, 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 got to get to work, don't want to be late, don't want to get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. And because the job, right, the job is so important. And, you know, I got to impress the job or impress the boss and my coworkers. And so she's in the hallway closet and, and kind of, you know, got the door open looking in there. I'm like, I don't think she should be in there, but I got to run. And so this was back then, like I had a cell phone, my wife did not at the time. And this is a while back. And so as I'm driving to work, I get this frantic phone call, like, Josh, Olivia just downed a half a bottle of cough syrup. I'm taking her to the ER. Click. And that was it. And so, you know, at that point, like I call my, I call my boss. I'm like, listen, my, my daughter's in the ER I, and I, I got to go make sure she's okay and that I don't lose, we don't lose her. And um, so I'm going from ER to ER, I think it was like the third hospital. And finally, I found him. And, you know, it's that moment of clarity, when I'm driving from hospital to hospital, no, they're not at this one. I'm like, you know, my priorities, my priorities are, are, are messed up. And uh, I said, you know, I would rather, I would rather, um, you know, have make less money, have it be a lot harder from a work perspective, but be available and, and be in proximity rather than this whole separate life. I want this professional life that is integrated with my personal life so that I can, like I'm in control and there, you know, maybe a fewer consequences to adjusting my schedule uh, in a moment. So it's cause, cause I'm the boss. Well, I'm not the boss. I mean, my clients are the boss and the market is the boss right now. Um, but, but in, I'm in, I'm in partnership with those clients and partnerships with the market. So, but yeah, so it, it, shortly after that experience, you know, I just, I told my supervisor, I'm like, listen, I, I you know, I, I've all, I've been feeling uncomfortable for the past couple of years. It's a great job, but I, I, I gotta, I gotta sink or swim and do this on my own. So, um, it was, it was interesting. They're like, well, can we offer you any more money? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's not it at all. You know, you could offer me, you could double my salary. And it's just, this is what I need to do in this moment. So was there a plan in place? Did you just pull the ripcord? Did you think <laughs> nope. like, oh, I'm going to lie. Wow. So you pulled the ripcord and you're like, I'm just going to land on my feet and oh, I don't dude. know where I'm yeah. going to land. Yeah. But I made that way harder for myself than, you know, I would never advise someone to do it the way that I did it. Cause you know, I, you know, I put my family through a lot of stress, you know, my, my poor wife, God bless her. Um, but you know, she showed a lot of faith, but I put her through a lot of, you know, kids young enough. They don't really know it's, you know, but you know, she and I went through a lot of financial dire straits and I, I'm sorry that I, you know, I, I, you know, maybe it was a little bit of my ego getting in there, but no, I didn't really have a good plan. You know, I was just going to do, um, build websites for people. Here was a major problem though, Eric. Um, I was afraid of selling. Uh, I really had way too many hangups. And it was the same thing like, um, you know, I remember, you know, when I was single, I was afraid to ask girls out because again, I, I just had this, I would overanalyze everything. And so because I was overanalyzing everything, I was afraid that if I asked people or, you know, whether it was a girl, I was asking her out, she was going to think that I was some kind of creep or something like that. You know, when it was selling, I was afraid, oh gosh, they're just going to think that I'm some kind of schmucky salesperson that's trying to convince them. So, you know, it doesn't make any logical sense, but emotionally that's where I was at. So that's what led to, especially like my first five businesses, really tanking is because I wanted to always shield myself 
from rejection. I didn't want to be rejected. I wanted to be liked and I couldn't handle that fear of rejection. And it was my sixth business venture where I was working as an independent contractor um, doing marketing for a network of law firms, sales and marketing. So I learned a lot in that five years. Uh, and I learned that sales has nothing to do with convincing people of something. It has to do with can you show up and serve? Can you provide more value to somebody than what they would potentially invest in you? Now, if there's a problem and you can't do that, then you got the wrong product or service. You need to go back and do some more product development until you can like, yeah, if you give me $5,000, I'm going to give you $10,000 worth of value. If you can't do that, you can't say that, you've got to rework what you're doing. So, because if you are convinced and you know that that's the case, you can actually do that then it's not selling at all. Everything is business development at that point. Yeah, that's powerful stuff. Um, I, I'm thinking about all, all of the questions I would receive or me sharing that with potential clients. They'd be like, well, what's the ROI on this? And what's the, R especially, you know, being in podcasting, it's like, I constantly get asked, what's the ROI oh, totally. on podcasting? And I'm like, I, I always struggle with that. Well, first off, I'm a right brain creative, so I'm not into the numbers. It's not sexy to me, but there are people on my team or people around that can help to develop that um, and give a proper answer. But the thing is, Podcasting hits every industry, every sector. So the ROI, it all, I mean, how do you answer that question when people? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so we guarantee, we, that's, we put guarantees. We thought, well, what is it that you want? And they say, well, I want X. And I say, great. How can I guarantee that I can get them X? Now, it's going to be more expensive because I need to make sure that I've hedged my bets in a way where I know I can deliver that outcome. But see, that's what people want. People want the outcome. They don't want the contract of working together. They, they, it's a means to an end for them. So if you want to know, you know, when we were talking, you know, back in February, we weren't at the level of where we've evolved to today. Um, but, you know, just in the past 30 days, you know, about 30 days ago, just over 30 days ago, we changed our model. We said, listen, here's what we're going to do. Instead of saying, okay, you pay us $5,000 and we build you a B2B sales system, which we did, we sold a bunch of those. Um, we said, listen, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna guarantee that I can make you $50,000 in sales and contingent upon that success, you're gonna pay me $25,000. Uh, absolutely quadrupled our close rate. Yeah, and in fact, you know, based on the $25,000 value, uh, you know, we've got, well, I'm just looking at my numbers right here. We've got, $300,000 in pending sales and $75,000 in closed sales in the past 30 days. Um, and that's, I don't get all that. Like I've got to, you know, I've got to perform and I've got a big team that, that, you know, obviously that, that we're doing good stuff with, but why did we experience such a great volume increase? It's because we went back and, and figured out what is it ultimately that our clients want? Well, if you came to me and said, Josh, um, let's partner together and, and, based on our mutual success, uh, you know, I, I think we could do some great work together and I'm, this is what I'm going to bring. Like, I love mutual success. And people were asking us for guarantees all along the way. And at first I was like, mm, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can really deliver that. Well, you know, we developed enough experience with that to know what, well, maybe we can't guarantee this, but we can guarantee this. And um, find out what you can guarantee um, and we have money back guarantees on everything that we do. We always had that. But now um, we tie our fees 
to the outcome. And when you tie your fees to the outcome, you could charge a lot more money. And people will pay it because that's all they care about is they want the outcome. It's a good return on their investment because, and, and, and you're lowering the risk because they're paying with totally. capital that they otherwise wouldn't have had, right? If not implementing your systems and going through your program. Yeah. So yeah, you're playing with house money, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, 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 it's eliminating the extension of risk. And, and that's what, you know, it's like, man, everything sounds great. Like I, I invest in, you know, lots and lots of different things, but it's like, I have to manage my risk because I've got a team. You know, I've got a, you know, wonderful people that, that I get to work with. I got to look out for them. Obviously, I got to look out for my own family. I got to look out for my reputation. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's really important that, you know, product development. And we've, listen, we've spent five, six years on product development just for this one thing. We know when we build a B2B sales system for somebody, it's, it's a lot of wisdom and knowledge. And now, because of the number of people that we serve, uh, which is, you know, like over 30 people now that we build these systems. Now there's this collaborative learning. And so one client might have a new idea on how to improve this system. So now we can deploy that across. So it's, it's wonderful. It's, 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 you know, one plus one plus one. I mean, together, we're just so much stronger than if it's just someone trying to silo their own sales system or their own podcasting system. Eric, when, when people work with you, they're not just hiring a service provider, they're hiring a service provider that has a lot of wisdom. And that wisdom only comes through experience that you have because, oh, yeah, we've experienced that. We've already been down that road. So let me save you three to six months of heartache on not doing that. <laughs> right. So, you know, yeah. You know, in fact, I had someone, one of my partners, he said, you know, there's no way to grow linearly with strategic alliances. There's no way to grow linearly with strategic alliances, only geometrically. That's the only way you can grow with great strategic alliances is geometrically. Mm. I like that. I like that. That was Tom Matson, by the way. He's a good friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good. Quote. I'll give credit where credit is due. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it because it, it is a powerful message. You know, I'm all about networking and relationships and, and growing things. You know, like you said, geometrically or just just as a whole bigger sort of entity that everyone sort of. You know, I'm always talking about abundance mindset and making sure you know all. All, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. And um, it truly is magical when you start to experience helping others, then they in turn help you. And then everyone starts to begin to benefit from building that together. Um, but you have to find the right people too, right? I know that you, 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 you vet, you know, you don't take every single person that knocks on the door. Like they have to meet your qualifications, yeah. And, and it's, it's not that I don't want to work with them. It's just, you know, my, uh, I, I know who it is that, so here's, here's how we typically do this. Right. And so, um, so for example, like earlier stage entrepreneurs, I give away tens of thousands of dollars of value to them pro bono. I don't even bother selling to that audience. I invest in that audience because I know that if I can really provide them enough value, then their business is going to grow. I mean, this is how up my influence came to be is I was just doing pro bono work. So with savings angel, you know, I, locally been on TV more than 700 times in Orlando. Um, and so uh, I, through the Small Business Development Center and other startups and or, uh, startup groups and incubators and accelerator groups, um, I'd come in and I'm like, listen, save your money. Don't hire a PR firm. Here's what you need to be doing at this stage in your business. Um, 
And so I did a lot of that. And it was only because of all that volunteer work. So uh, a lot of veteran, military veteran-owned businesses, um, women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses. Um, you know, We all have a responsibility, I think, especially as you achieve more and more success, you know, Take ten percent of your of your of your time, your efforts, your 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 uh, abundance, and just find a way to invest completely free, and and do that. It's it's a good practice. So that way, and again, that's kind of that you know what I take from Ayn Rand, right? Is you know the Atlas Shrugged kind of mindset is that listen, you don't need government entities necessarily to to bail you out. You know, together we're stronger. Together we could do because it's the right thing to do. Um, but we don't need to be mandated to do that stuff. We do that stuff because we know it's the right thing to do. So leadership from the private sector, I think is where the economy turns around. Not, you know, God bless Washington, D.C.'s heart, but, you know, for, for those of us in the United States, um, but I have a little bit more faith in, in the private sector for the majority, not, not everybody, but I think for the majority of businesses, you know, let's all contribute a little bit more. And when I say we, I include me in that, I have a responsibility. And if we don't participate, then we have failed, you know, those who have been impacted by uh, unrest, uh, you know, certainly what we're experiencing right now, um, you know, uh, the economic shutdown, basically, um, for many sectors, the uh, impact of, of disease and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, we all have a responsibility. We all got to contribute. Yeah, I love how you're touching on, on, on the topical, uh, you know, things at hand currently that what we're experiencing. We can get into politics and all that because um, I'm, I'm, I'm aligning with what you're saying. Um, but I want to also you know, service the listeners in terms of, you know, and then myself, because I got a ton of questions for you personally, but there's also, um, you know, people who are struggling right now, obviously, businesses are shutting down. Um, they're trying to figure out how to pivot. You guys have clearly pivoted. L let's talk about that for a second. We were talking about your product, that four or $5,000 product. Um, and then we got hit right after I saw you in, in uh, February. What was the impetus and how quickly were you able to build that new? And then also, was do you consider that the silver lining um, in what's happened with COVID because now you built this bigger, better product? So I, I think that it's really important that we understand that, you know, you cannot control the market. I can't control the market. You can't control major disruptive forces, but you can respond to what the market is asking for. And so if if you get people that ask you questions like, well, can you guarantee results? And your immediate response is, oh, oh no, like PR firms. That's the first thing that a PR firm will tell you is, of course, we can't guarantee results. We can't guarantee placements. And they almost laugh at you, right? Because it's like, you know, that's up to the journalists. That's not up to us. I think that's garbage, right? If the market is asking for that, then find a way that you can deliver that. And um, so that's all we really did is like, initially, we were like, geesh, I don't know about that. What, what, do, what results would you want? And is it possible? And if, if our, my immediate response is, I don't know, well, then that's where we really got to say, how can we make this possible? This is what the market wants. And so how do we supply this to the market? Now, that might mean that we say, well, if you sell this, we can't guarantee if you're doing this, this, or this, because the math we just doesn't work on that. But if you are this, or you could rework your product, 
then yes, we can, right? And so it's it's really with a, a mindset of possibility in, and that's your big challenge is, and I love, it's like, and here's the thing, you have to have data, right? You have to do your market research. And I think that that's where a lot of us as business owners, we struggle is we just don't have enough data right? You don't know what the market wants because you haven't done enough research. And so that's the value of building a platform and serving and giving and doing all this stuff out there because then the market will tell you what it is that they want and need, right? And so if you are stagnated in business, that's because I don't think that you've done enough in the market to be remarkable enough. So and you can advertise for this, but advertising is the tax you pay for being unremarkable. Um, or you could just, you could grow your platform by giving and, and just being more generous. And that's tough to do when you also have to pay bills, right? So you, you got to balance all this. And it's like, you know, listen, you know, welcome to the big girl, welcome to the big boy club. That's what we kind of have to do. Um, we have to figure that out. And so that's why it's really helpful to get these great ideas by listening to conversations like this, Eric, like your podcast, and you figure out, well, how did Josh figure this out? How did Eric figure this out? You know, what did they do? And, and you can shortcut the system, uh, shortcut your processes so it doesn't take you a year, but maybe only takes you a few months to figure some of this stuff out. I mean, I'm I, honestly like everything I'm learning is either from our clients asking for things, learning from other people. Um, it's wonderful. You know, I have a daily podcast. So I, I, I ask my guests the questions that I need to know so that I can grow my business. So I ask very pointed questions be like, hey, here's the problem I have. How would you solve this? And then they tell me and I'm like, Oh, I love that. <laughs> like that was Oprah. Oh, that's all you know. Oprah said, I invite the people I want to I want to gain their wisdom. Mm. And so I invite the people that I want to learn what they know and I ask them the questions that I want to know. And it just so happens to serve my audience as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you were to start a daily podcast for nothing else other than to become mentored by some of the greatest minds out there, it's a huge win. Oh, there's so many other benefits to that. The networking that you'll do, um, the relationships that you'll build. Sure, you serve an audience and you grow an audience as a result of that. Um, my life completely changed when when we moved our podcast to a daily podcast back in May of last year. It actually was, wasn't daily until maybe around July, August timeframe. Um, but we started doing, we were doing as many as like 15 interviews a week uh, up until I'd say around November. And man, our business really fast forwarded then. Hello, this is Josh McCowan, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business, reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. When you brought that to light for me, you know, several months ago, like how you leveraged the podcast to, to help build the business, um, I was 
it was funny because I understood that because it happens sort of organically uh, for some of our shows. Um, but it wasn't expected. Like it would happen and I'm like, oh, wow. And when you look at the data, um, the top downloaded episodes um, from this show, Entrepreneur Circle, are business partners of mine. Like they, mm. for some reason, I was like, I, I was sort of kind of getting it just by seeing it happen. I'm like, wow, how did those folks turn into clients? Um, and I never understood that this is such a perfect vehicle for everyone because it was a platform for them to share their story and, and what they, what type of service and value they add. And then also it was serving me for content and getting to know them and getting close to them. And, and then ultimately, like you said, the audience gets to appreciate and listen because now they're flies on the wall, gaining from all this knowledge without having to do all the legwork of setting up the meeting, doing the networking, right? Just plugging in their earbuds. You know what's also cool too is um, someone mentioned to me recently, and I thought this was really uh, poignant, was, are you a music lover? I imagine you are because you, oh, you love the arts. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I used mu- to brag about the fact that I had 13,000 songs on my on my iPod. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the little click you know, wheel <laughs> was yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I was I was raised on. My dad was in a you know in a rock band. They used to do Deep Purple covers. Wow. And so yeah, I was based you know raised on classic rock. But I man, I love it all. Yeah. Uh, and and it's very meaningful and deep to yeah. me. And I have bands and artists and songs that that you know they they speak my soul. Yeah. And that's really important to have that for me. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's, I didn't make this connection, uh, that the reason that we love and adore and, and, you know, find for me, their bookmarks to chapters in my life, you know, certain bands and artists, um, you know, it's like time travel, right? You pop something in and, and, and you're like, man, I feel like I'm 12 again. But then, um, it was the intimacy of putting headphones on and listening to them speak, like you said, to your soul. Well, we're doing that as podcasters and and building a following through the connection of earbuds and their the one on one and the voices going to them directly. It's it, that's I'm realizing, you know, over the time it's been a few years now. I'm like, wow, that's why podcasting is so effective. You just have to yeah. be all in and like you committed to the daily, the weekly, you know, habits of creating content on a consistent basis, yeah. uh, content, but it's, it's, it's really, really wild. So, um, you know, one thing I, I just point out, cause I know that, you know, based on what I said, I'm sure there's some folks that are listening to conversation. They're like daily. I like, I'm struggling to keep up with weekly. <laughs> right. Very and true. the only reason you say that is because you haven't done it yet. It's, so it sounds big and scary, but what else are you doing? Like, what are you spending all your time doing? Um, if you're, you know, so you need to basically just, you know, five to seven X your rate of having conversations with amazing people. And what do you imagine would happen to your business if you did? Right. And so I listen, you know, if you're doing hour long podcasts, obviously that's, you know, twice as long, but I do 20 minute conversations. So I book them within the 30 minute slot. I look at, I show up on Monday and I look at my calendar and all that is, is just three conversations a day times five on average. Now, usually I book them into Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it's five conversations. And so what that's at five times 30 minutes is two and a half hours, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of podcast conversations. And I just, all I do is I show up I record the interview. I have somebody else who does a pre-interview call with them and kind of, you know, figures out some different stuff. But here's what's going to happen. See, when you do this a lot, you're going to get much better as as an interviewer. So you're not going to need that script of 
Okay, question number three. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like, I have those interviews. I've done over 200 interviews as, 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 as a guest myself. And, you know, and that's a great way to get started, you know, especially to overcome the fear of, <gasps> what am I going to ask? Like, but the more you do this, the more natural it's going to be. So you can be in that moment. Um, so you can, you know, you can learn those skills of improvisation and knowing when to jump onto uh, something that a guest says based on being an advocate for your audience. You're there in proxy for the things that your audience wants and needs to know. And so my job as a host is to deliver the maximum amount of value in that short segment that I have for them. So as long as I know what my job is, the rest is pretty easy. Um, and it's again, it's go from one a week to three a week, then go to five a week and go to seven a week. And then you'll be doing 10 to 15 and whatever you, you'll, you'll do it. Now, again, I don't do my own editing as well. Like, please outsource that. And don't worry about creating Shakespeare, you know, or NPR. You don't have to do that. Um, I want you to rethink what is the value of building a podcast. I think for a lot of people, they do it because they want to build an audience. Well, if you're only, I've got so many thoughts on this and we don't have time for it. Um, but, you know, having a podcast, I've already gone through a lot of the benefits that you'll get from having a podcast that's more regular, um, you know, but but I want you to get really good at repurposing because if you're producing one podcast for one platform, you're siloing all that content. And so obviously one thing you want to get really good at is taking that pillar piece of content and creating 20 pieces of content with every conversation that you do. And if you'll do that, you're going to have epic mountains worth of content that you can use, which is why, you know, Eric, you know, I asked for permission to record our conversation on my end. Um, so that like, listen, if I say something that's valuable, uh, I'd love to share it with my own audience as well. And obviously promote this appearance at the same time. Yeah, you're the first, and I've done hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of interviews, the first to ask me permission for recording, which I didn't even know, because I thought as soon as I passed the baton to you, I wouldn't have it. But you're like, no, we could both record. So I learned oh, something yeah. there. So folks, if that's that's gold right there, if you only, if you take it away, I mean, that's, that's very sort of uh, simplistic. But yeah, leveraging the content so that you can, because I was going to ask you too, are you going to push this out as an episode, which easily could be, we've done that where we do cross pollination with other shows and say, Hey, yeah. uh, you know, just do the pre-roll and say, Hey, by the way, I was interviewed because often as guests, we don't get to tell our story, right? We're, we're giving right. the platform to, to them so they could shine. So then, yes. but it's great every once in a while to let the audience know you're also an expert at things and they can hear your story. So yeah, more than happy push this out wherever you need it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really good. And thank you for, for, for sharing and teaching me that. Um, but yeah, so, so podcasting is a piece of your machine. Um, and then you started to develop other things and other tools that you leverage that all gets fused together. So you want to talk a little bit about, about, you know, the thing that you've recently built and, 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 and how you see it sort of manifesting and, and, and turning it into something bigger. You, you, the rocket ship or the, what were you? Yeah, the rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I, whole I, SpaceX I, thing. Oh yeah, I built yeah, that too. Oh yeah, yeah. Space, <laughs> SpaceX is pretty badass. I recently bought, while I was in Florida, I bought a NASA shirt because I just loved that whole program yeah, growing yeah. up, right? You and I yeah. are the same generation. So that was a big influence for me. You know, who didn't want to sort of be an astronaut? But um, yeah, you know, 
kudos to to Musk and that team yeah, for, yeah. for bringing, bringing that all back. Yeah, I'm yeah, in Central yeah. Florida. It's a big deal here. Uh, so I, I, are you referring to like our sales system? Like what we, is that what you, yeah. yeah. So I recently uh, watched one of your videos um, and I love your, 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 uh, your mind maps. Um, can you sort of, I don't know. It's better to see it, oh, but can you describe it yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. for people? Okay. So are you willing to share that? Yeah. So, so the reason, okay. So uh, the, the number one, when you listen to our podcast, the thoughtful entrepreneur, what you're listening to is me interview my dream ideal clients, people that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I would love to work with them. Not a, not all of them. Uh, most, I'd say 98% of them. Uh, like, Oh yeah, I would love to work with these guys. Um, so I just reach out and I'm like, listen, you know, we've got, this is what we've got, you know, lead with your best metrics. You know, thankfully we have a decent social media audience. So that, that authority helps us a little bit, but even if you don't have that, you know, whatever you've got, right? Most people, if you reach out to me and you ask me to be a guest on your podcast, chances are pretty good. I'm going to say yes. I say yes to about 90% of those. Uh, if you reach out to me and you ask me to get on a sales call with you, chances are very good. I'm going to say no, like 99.999% chance. So you're saying there's a chance, right? It's not really. <laughs> um, I'm just, I don't have time um, and and you'll find that as and this is one thing that we've learned right is for larger decision makers you know that have higher authority more successful they're very protective of their time they have to be because they get inundated with requests so they have a team that will kind of shield them a little bit and it's it's kind of hard to get to them so but one of the best things you can do is you can invite them to be a guest uh, on your podcast so you have to do something nice for them first and save your asks right like keep those don't don't make asks like too early in the relationship. Um, so, you know, what is the one thing that you can do to serve them? Um, so I've done things like, listen, you know, as a, as a, uh, you know, media getting platform, you know, which up my influence has been for a long time. We, we do things like build press kits. And so I've gone to very, very successful people. And like, I noticed you don't have a press kit. listen, as a way of saying thank you, I would be honored if if I could get my team to work on this pro bono for you, um, just as a, as a kind of a give back for all the great content that you have given me. I, I get a pretty high success rate at that. People are like, um, well, yeah, geez, Josh, thanks. All right. And I invest in that relationship. And then, um, you know, I, you know, keep finding other ways to do nice things for them. I say nice things about them on social media. You know, again, I, I leave positive reviews for people all the time. Uh, and, and I, this is just part of, you know, what we do. So I heard, I heard someone call it the Shawshank method, right? Where Andy Dufresne, no spoilers, but you know, okay, here we go. Uh, you know, he's like, <laughs> you know, with this little rock hammer for seven years. Yeah. And he's like, you yeah. know, just like digging away and you don't know about it until, you know, until all of a sudden he's got like a full tunnel that's, you know, all built. <laughs> uh, the same thing in, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't want to spoil too many movies, but you know, this is a theme we've seen, right? And that, that's yeah, the yeah. idea is you just give, 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 give. And listen, here's what's going to happen. I, I know this from like, how did I get 2000 media appearances? It's the same thing. I show up, I serve, I give, and I don't ask for anything in return. And so that's how I've been able to work my way in to all of these circles is, um, you know, I, I used to use this analogy when speaking, um, the movie Finding Dory, where there's this goofy sea lion called Gerald. And every time Gerald tries to go on the rock with the cool sea lions, they bark him off. He's just not at their level. And so there is one time when they let him on the rock. And that's when they 
give him an opportunity to provide an act of service where he goes and gets the bucket and he goes and gets this red pail. He brings it under the rock and they let him hang out, but they're jerks and they bark him <laughs> off. eventually. Um, most, what you're going to find is most, most quote unquote influencers, media, um, people that have centers of influence are doing good stuff. He's successful. Like you can totally hang out with them if you serve your way in. And again, don't ruin it by ask, you know, by making asks. Just keep on doing the nice things and you can hang out on that sea lion rock for as long as you want to do nice stuff for them. Um, keep on saying nice things about them. And it's like, I have, like, I have a, 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 a wonderful woman in our audience um, that's in our community. And, you know, she's just been, she wrote a nice review, testimonial. Like she's just, she's showing up. And I, I reached out to her. I'm like, would you like to be our community manager? I mean, it doesn't pay a lot, but I think we could create a really, really great win-win relationship. And she's like, oh my gosh, yes. I'm like, I predict that it's going to be very, very uh, lucrative for her from having that relationship. And all she had to do is just show up, be a volunteer and just be a nice person. Find people that you resonate with and just show up and do nice things with them and great things will happen. Think about this, Eric. What would happen, let's say business is really slow for you right now. What would happen if you went out and you wrote 20 positive reviews a day for all the people that you would love to partner with? What do you think would happen? Just 20 a day. How much time is that going to take you? Maybe it takes you a couple hours at most per day, but you did that for 20 days in a row, 400 reviews, positive reviews. What do you think the outcome of that would be? I guarantee, well, I, I shouldn't, I gotta be careful, but, but I would speculate that out of 400 really nice acts of service, something good is gonna happen out of that. And if it doesn't, come let me know and say, Josh, your philosophy is garbage. It didn't work for me. And chances are, you know, again, you kind of tried, you didn't take off your marketing hat and you're all like, oh, you know, you tried to turn that review into something that was self-serving. You gotta, you gotta, you know, so listen, if you have sales on your breath, we can, everyone can smell it from a mile away. Consumers have never been savvier, have never been more skeptical. And for people to get hit up a lot, we're all, they're always on guard. And so you gotta just serve with no expectation of return and good things will happen. I had one person, it was at, um, it was a podcast movement. Boy, I forget his name, but I loved what he said. He said, you know, where you reap your harvest is not necessarily where you plant your seed, right? You don't know what's going to happen, but you want to make it really, really easy for people to follow their curiosity once they get that. Like when someone leaves a review for me, I'm, who is this person? That was very nice of them. And then I'm going to take a look at what they did. And I may or may not need what they are doing right now, but I might. And so now that I know someone, like I, that's an impression and it's a great impression. So your ideal situation is you want to make your dream clients feel like it's their idea that they're, they're, they're doing business with you. So for our whole system, like, like, and you, I don't know if you've been through. So when you book to be a guest on my show, if you're doing six figures in business and you qualify to be a guest on our show, please be a guest on our show just so you can see our system and you can steal all of our ideas. And by the way, if you don't, and by, I, I love that, by the way, our, like I, my, I've got a, a 26 minute 
epic long video that explains all the details of our whole system. I'm an evangelist for this way of doing business. Um, you know, it's very Bob Berg-esque, you know, go-giver, but everything that I've been talking about, if you're like, all right, I like this Josh guy. It might work. It might work, right? If you're <laughs> like, go go to my influence, uh, hover over services. And I think it's like business services or B2B, like, you know, we might change a website, but, you know, look for that and watch that video. And I teach you everything that I do. Yeah, it's funny. Whenever I talk to someone who's who's similar to you, um, the main reason I realize that we're uh, that I want to reach out and learn from you is you cut through the noise, and that is the hardest thing right now. Is because there's so much getting thrown at you, and you cut through the noise. Through I think it was LinkedIn or some various method. Maybe it was email. Definitely those bomb bombs that you were sending. Um, like no one, it, it, seriously, my inbox, I think you're maybe one of the only people, maybe there's one other person that's doing it, but not as effectively and consistently like you. And it's, I, I'm guilted into, I have to watch that video. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do, listen, I record, if you could see the video of what we're doing right now, yeah. I do this video, so I do about 10 to 20 of these a day. And I just send so personal uh, short videos. Uh, I'm a, huge, huge fan of sending, you know, using short video everywhere. It's digestible, make it personal whenever possible. If you have to, you know, create uh, clever systems to personalize things, which we've come up with some, I think some pretty cool stuff because everybody is paying for access, right? So when people, your clients are paying for access to you and you can do that when you're serving an audience of like, you know, 20, 30 people. When it starts to get bigger than that, you just, you can't even, you can't even come close to doing that. So you have to get really, really good at giving access to you in a way that you can support that. So you pay $85,000 to be a Tony, I've spoke for the Tony Robbins organization to his uh, business mastery audience online. And, um, you know, one thing that I know about his platinum partners program, is you pay $85,000 and you would think with that $85,000, that's a lot of money. How much time do you think you get to spend with the grand Puba himself, Tony Robbins? <laughs> Five minutes? Uh, no, no, no. You, no, you get a photo. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you, you're in the room and you might, yeah. like, you might get a chance to like hobnob with yeah. him. But usually what happens is wow. Tony goes in the room. All right, everybody. My lieutenants, you're in good hands. They got you. Robin's out, right? And that's, that was it. And uh, he'll do photos and stuff with you, but that's about it, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, I get it. Yeah, and that, so that's the idea. Is like you want to build a system that that um, where you can you can create a lot of one to many uh, content, but you you got a person, you got to have your account manager. For us, like we have a lot of account managers that will say, "Hey, there's this video that Josh want to make sure that I sent to you. Let me personalize what he's saying for you because." I know your stuff really, really well. So that's kind of that next level because people pay, they want to know, even though we already talked about, it's like 90% of the content, it's going to be the same for everybody, okay? But then people will pay that premium for that five to 10% that they feel like, ah, oh, you personally, you've used my language, yeah. right? And yeah. people will pay a huge premium for personalization. 
I just wanted to highlight for anyone who's listening to the show and didn't get an opportunity to see what Josh did. He's got a, a, a mini whiteboard that uh, he puts in front of the camera. And this is so effective because I'll tell you this, when you first were emailing me, um, I don't know if they were personalized, um, but I was like, who is this guy? You know, it's a gif of you, you know, waving with the, with the thing. It wasn't until I saw my name. I'm like, wait a second. That's Eric with a K. That's not, that, that's not a blast. I'm like, I got to listen to this. And then, yeah, I was like, wow, this is powerful. This grabs attention, right? The attention economy, as Gary's always saying, Gary V. Um, and you've nailed it, and you're nailing it. And, you know, we're talking, and, you know, I want to work with you. And, and, and I'm sure if people – that's what the thing is. If someone is able to cut through the noise and get to you, especially a busy entrepreneur, um, then they're doing something right. Right. And, and, and you get to peel back the layers and figure out, especially, you know, you're, you're, you're giving it away. You're like, here's the sauce, you know, use it, use it in your cooking. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, and again, uh, you know, Tom Matson's a good friend of mine, partner. And, uh, you know, I think I've really learned a lot from him. And so what he does, um, is he'll do a three hour long masterclass and tell you step-by-step step, break it all down, like teach you everything so that you can do it yourself. Well, what's going to happen is someone like myself is going to be like, like, I'll give you a great example. Like I had this one guy, uh, Paul Miners, um, teaches pipe drive stuff on YouTube. Really great videos. Everything teaches you everything. Like there's nothing. He's like, okay. And if you really want the secret sauce, you got to pay me. Not at all. He's like, he's like, here is everything you need to know. I'm giving you all my best stuff. Every feature, every facet of this. Here's everything. By the way, if you want to hire, you don't have to, but if you want to hire me, 500 bucks per session, but I'd be happy to, you know, review and make sure that this fits with, you know, what you're trying to do. Huh. I was like, man, please take my credit card. Cause I spent, <laughs> we spent two hours watching his videos and employing all of his methods. I'm like, first off, here's $200 just to say thank or $500 just to say thank you for all that content. And secondly, can you check my work? You know, and that was, I was thrilled to do that. How much advertising did he have to do? None. He just had to give it away, make it super, super valuable. Uh, and that's who, when you do that, audiences feel like you're treating them like an adult. You're, you trust them. And so, uh, you know, you know, it's the people that are like, you know, on a page 134 of my new book, you too could be a winner. You'll discover the five secrets like that. That is so old hat. And if you do that, you're still doing that. And you wonder why your business is stagnating. Mm. That's it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and this whole like, this whole nonsense with the $7, $9 trip wire and lead magnets. And that's like, listen, today's click funnels are yesterday's MLMs. So it's time to start being a lot more generous with your audience, give it away, be a good person. And not everyone's going to buy your stuff because not everyone needs your stuff. But at least, you know, create uh, evangelists for those who are not quite ready. I mean, what do you have to, what do you have to uh, lose by giving it away? It, you know, move your services to the things that people want to pay for. Um, but I guarantee it's going to be a lot harder to make that money off of things like e-courses and selling information. Not when we have YouTube and podcasts. You know, the value of what I've delivered in this, uh, in this conversation alone uh, is worth, I'm sure, for the right person, not everybody, for the right person is way more valuable than a $300 e-course they could have invested in. 100%. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I could talk to you for hours, my friend, uh, but uh, I know you had to go. 
and uh, we'll catch up and we'll talk more about how we can build and work together. But yeah, thanks so much for being on the show. How can people reach out to you? What's the best way to, to partner with you? Yep. Uh, up this www.upmyinfluence.com. Uh, um, I've got, listen, I got resource guides. You want to find like, you know, 20 ways you can measure your authority online. I've got a free resource guide you can do. I'm not going to bother selling you anything. Um, I'm good. Like you'll figure, if you want to pay me for something, you'll figure out how to do that. <laughs> uh, you know, also like in my lower left-hand corner, you'll find like our YouTube channel. It, and, I, and I really mean that, like if you are doing six figures or more in business, I would love to feature on the store, uh, on the show, obviously with a daily podcast. We have, we're, we aggressively look for great guests. Um, and I would love to share your story if you, you know, if you're at that level and if you're not, um, you know, you'll see on Up My Influence, like our Up My Influence community, we just give away tons and tons of stuff. Um, and we give away, ha, we give away what everyone else is selling for thousands of dollars. It's, you know, we're good. I'm, I'm willing to invest in you. Uh, I'm willing to invest in the long term with you. I've been a guest on your show, and it was a privilege and an honor, my friend. Uh, you know, thanks for having me, and thanks for doing this. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Thank you, Eric. That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's eric, E-R-I-K, at onairbrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd love you for that as well. And if you have any ideas or want to hear something on a future show, please hit us up. Maybe you have a question for one of my guests or you want to uh, tell a story, a success story. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that, especially if you're on the Anchor platform. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. Once again, folks, thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle. Please like, subscribe, and share, share, share. I am Eric Cabral, and as always, remember, your network is your net worth. So get in the circle. Yeah.